Welcome to the first episode of Marcy's Arcade, an indie wrestling guide Patreon podcast. The podcast where I talk to wrestlers about video games because I love video games and I want to hear from wrestlers that also love video games. Joining me by my side, as always, he is basically my Andy Richter. Oscar, just just say hi. You don't have to say much, but like, just say hi. What's up, everybody? Why'd you do it in a voice like that? I got nervous. I don't know what else to do. It's fine. You got this. Go just just go back to sing in the corner. Okay. Joining me for my first episode is Mikey Montgomery. Hi. I love video games. He does. We did. We just be recently uh, recorded a podcast for my other podcast. That's how that goes. Where where I talked about video games on the non-video game podcast. It's you know we're like. We're, the podcast is at least eighty percent video games. Like, that's fair. Pretty much, Power Rangers are like they 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 had Power Rangers video games, so I think it counts. Power Rangers. Do you ever play the? There's a Dino Thunder GameCube game that was pretty fun. I did not. I know. I know it exists because my brother had it. I played the anniversary game recently. The anniversary game is that a fighting game? It was like a PS2 game that was like kind of like a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Oh no, I haven't played that. That had like it had like a bunch of different generations. Like it started out, it wasn't Lost Galaxy. Lost Galaxy was the second one. I can't remember what the first one was. Power Rangers, Lost Galaxy. But it was it was okay. Most most of them, other than like a couple of the SNES ones, are they're they're okay. Except that fighting game. That fighting game is really sick. Is it? I I've tried it for a little bit, but it was too hard. In what way? I'm curious about this. It was just I I was trying to the way the game felt like it felt like they wanted you to use a fight stick, but like maybe it's just because the I'm I'm just bad at fighting games. I'm just really bad at fighting games, Marcy, and I got frustrated because that that has a more simplified control scheme. I know it does. Because they they do take away the, they you don't have to do the inputs in this one at least. Really? Yeah, no, it's just uh X or whatever. It's yeah, it's a more simplified Marvel vs. Capcom three. Maybe that just didn't come across for me. I just didn't. I just didn't enjoy playing it for some reason. But I mean, that's not to say that it's a bad game in any way. I just didn't. <laughs> I fighting fighting games and me just don't really mix, honestly. Like, I love watching people play them. I think it's super interesting when people are good at them. I'm not. Competitive fighting games is, like, so fun to watch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially with commentary with people who know what's going on. Oh, yeah. So I'm not just, like, lost in, like... Oh, there's a reason, like, they were airing, like, Street Fighter on ESPN for years because it's the easiest, like, fighting game. Like, or just, like, fighting games are the easiest competitive game to follow, like, are you put on like something like League of Legends? No one's gonna know what the fuck they're looking at. Mm-mm. I play video games. And I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at with League of Legends. Because there's eight different camera angles, and you never really get one player's point of view for long enough to determine what's actually going on. There's something with like lanes. I don't know. Yeah, there's choke points, stuff like that. I saw that the Pokemon version of that. That looked fun. They're putting eggs in the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. That's 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 you know what I think Pokemon's better than League of Legends. I'm gonna say it now. 
with very without playing either of them. I've been watching uh, GDQ recently because they just recently did their big like festival or whatever, and they're airing a bunch of stuff. I was watching the or what I was watching, like the Sonic Frontiers one. Okay, where they're just like where they're just completely breaking the first island, where it's just like you can literally just catapult yourself using like the light speed dash and the homing attack. Yeah, that's like, tracks. On, like you can if you bounce off, like if you cancel it like mid thing, like it just has no idea what to do with your momentum, so it just sends you like in a direction that is like determined by your like angle and like frame perfect input so it just like sends you to like where the boss fight is at the first island but the boss doesn't spawn unless you like walk back to the area because it doesn't like it doesn't like check to see if you have any of the chaos emeralds or like how many metals you have because like when you when you have it's just like the area before it checked but this one doesn't check because it just assumes that you went through that area that checked I fucking love shit like that. Oh yeah, like all of like the like some of my favorite series are always like the Souls games and Bloodborne, especially some of the oh, skips yeah. like people pull off. My my favorite ones to watch are Breath of the Wild speedruns. Like some of the theoretical speedruns of people playing that game in like twenty five minutes. Oh yeah, because you can just you can just run together. Oh, absolutely, but it's like. You still have to, you can just run to Ganon, but you have to, like, go through the shrines to get to the, uh, the glider. Oh, that's right. So you have to, like, do, you you have to, like, catapult yourself a, a bunch of times to, like, bar into the map so that, like, you're loading into, like, a really low poly area into the shrine so you can just walk through it and like activate it and then um and then you just wind bomb yourself all the way to ganon once you get the once you get the glider fuck yeah so yeah theoretical times on that game are like they were like an hour maybe like a year or two ago and now they're down to like 25 minutes theoretical times. that's wild yeah and that game is like super, super long. <laughs> oh yeah, you can like, like if you just try to play it like normally, like you will spend so many hours in that game. Because even though you can get to Ganon, you probably shouldn't. Like if you're just no, a it's not a play. good idea. And it's like even when you do the speed runs, you're like strategically using amiibos to give yourself like fish and stuff to cook right before you get to Ganon. By, speaking of which, by the way, because I work, as we mentioned before we recorded, I worked at GameStop. I will share a story of working at GameStop. We had so many of those shitty Animal Crossing amiibos that went on clearance for like really? 50 <laughs> cents. And I literally bought them all up just to use as like fodder to get food in Breath of the Wild. Mm-mm, you can't. Well, wait, you can use those? Yeah, anything. Can, you, get, you don't get okay. like the good stuff, but you get you do get like supplies and stuff. Do you remember the game? Um... Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. Was that the card? The card, like the. It was a card. It was it was like Mario Party, but it involved cards. And it wasn't very good, from what I remember, or was it? It it didn't sell at all. No, and yeah. I remember a part of the Amiibos, like you couldn't use them in different games. Like 
some of those, like most of the amiibos that they made for that game, like you couldn't use for any other game or the cards weren't scannable and it didn't sell at all. I remember like people were figuring out ways like that's eventually because I think the amiibos initially didn't have the little tin foil thing on them under them. So people were just walking up and like sliding their DSs under them. <laughs> Do you remember when they first launched and someone in Russia figured out how to use the uh, Samus Amiibo, how to hack the subway no. turnstile? No. That's yeah. insanity. That's crazy. It's fucking wild. What the fudge? All right. So before we go off too much of a tangent, I did have a plan for this uh, show. I, yeah. just, I so I got some just general like baseline questions like just to learn a little bit about you. So first of all, what was the first console you ever got? Whether it was just something like gifted or whether it was something maybe like handed down. Are we talking like traditional home console or are we talking like plug and play? Good question. Give me both. Because the first plug and play I ever had was a SpongeBob plug and play. That nice. was it was the SpongeBob face, but the nose was the joystick. That's awesome. I remember that one. Yeah, and it had like a bunch of different mini games on it. My favorite mini game on it was the Bubble Bash one, which is essentially just like any old like phone that you had, any old Nokia phone that you had in the two thousands had this game where it's just your but you're bursting bubbles and they would fall off and stuff like that. Yeah, that shit was a- fun. Bust the move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the arcade classic. Yeah. My first home console that I had was a GameCube. I don't know if I have my... I I have a little... Let me see if I can find it really quickly. Hey, babe, do you see my car keys? Must be important. He needs his keys. Never mind. (laughs) So, on my my car keys, I have this little, like... um, I went to Five Below, and they have these little blind bag, like, retro console keychains. Okay. And they're all Nintendo controllers. So I got this little game. It's like the classic blue uh, GameCube controller, but it's a little keychain. That's, That's interesting. Cool. You said blue. I've, I, there's always a big discussion. Is Because it's indigo. Is it blue or is it purple? I say purple. And when I look at it, I see blue. When I look at it, I see blue. I see like a weird royal blue. I I feel like it's it's been so long since I've looked at one in person. I feel like it's a purple. I get grimace vibes. Yeah, I guess you're right. Huh? I never really thought about it. It's not so purple though. Like, no, but it still feels purple. It's not a shade that I've ever seen before the GameCube came out. Fair, but nonetheless, I didn't have that color GameCube. I had a black GameCube. So I got one of the later models that didn't have the because the original model had the AV cable and it also had like an another digital cable port that nowadays you want because you can get an adapter for it so that you can do HDMI support. But it doesn't have it on mine. It just has the AV cable output. But yeah, that was my first home console. Okay, now to piggyback off that. What was the first console you bought with your own money? The first console that I bought with my own money was an Xbox One. It was an Xbox One. Okay. Uh, the original Xbox One. The one that had 
Oh, the VCR model. Yeah, the VCR model. God, it didn't, it was not good. Because I had cable at the time, so I was super optimistic. Like, this is going to be so cool. Like, I'll be able to do all my gaming and watching TV at the same time. And it's just like the interface for the guide was so bad. Never once did the guide ever sync up to what the actual channel was. So, like, I would go to look for, like, ESPN, and I would just be on, like, some, like, DirecTV order screen, you know? And it was still, like, they are still very much about the Kinect at the start of the Xbox One. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I had an original Xbox 360 Kinect, and it snapped, like, at the joint. Like, I think I kicked it or something, and it snapped at the joint <laughs> when I was playing, like, Kinect Adventure. I was like doing the dodgeball thing where you like bounce all the balls back to it. And I think I just kicked it because I could never find an optimal place to, to put it. It would always tell you you were too close or too far. You know, in a world where people were hucking Wiimotes at their TVs, I appreciate that you had a special talent to somehow, when there's not a controller, still cause damage. <laughs> you know what's funny is like it still worked in the sense that, like, I could, like, you know, do the motion controls, like, on the dashboard and everything. Yeah. So if my dad was like, do you still use that Kinect I bought you? I'd be like, yeah, I still use it. <laughs> but, like, I could never, like, if the camera ever tried to move, like, it would just it would fall apart because I, like, put, like, just tape over where it broke from the socket so it would stick back together. You do what you gotta do to make it work. Honestly. Those were, you know, from what I gather, those were, like, really good cameras, knowing that, like... So, our whenever I worked at GameStop, most of our stock somehow ended up getting sold to, like, medical teams. Yeah, what? they were using it for, like, uh, surgeries and stuff. And I don't understand how the fuck... You do that with an Xbox 360 Connect. That is crazy. Apparently, the camera in there is like a really good, like high quality camera. It's just, it was just the cheapest way to get them. I just couldn't. Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane repurposing. They're doing surgeries with it. And if I duck down, it's like too close, too far. <laughs> well, to be fair, that's. I think it's more on the technology itself. No, yeah, it for sure is. But like, and and that was like part of Microsoft's marketing for a while, wasn't it? It like was. When, like, like when the three six, like when the three sixty was like going into its like when they were first starting to advertise the Xbox One when they made like their fat three sixty model, the one where that was black. Yeah, they made this like. Microsoft made this like advert that was like, look what the Kinect can do. And it's just like showing them in like operating rooms, like using the Kinect to do like to just like look at surgeries. And I'm like, yeah, but can your avatar do what you're doing without spazzing out? Nah, <laughs> they, they could never figure out the software side of it. They really couldn't. From what I get, like the tracking technology is incredible. It's just they could just never make it work with anything. Do you think they could have just used a shittier camera and it would have worked better? I don't think so. I think it's all... I think it's all... It would have worked better in a sense of it cost them way less money. <laughs> Fair enough. But it's just like... I don't know. It's, I feel like maybe just the software was too complicated for them to figure out. So if they just got 
you know, a baseline of something that was good on a shittier camera, maybe they could have had something. With maybe they could have given you like gloves or like socks to put on that would have made it better. They really want to commit to like the no controller thing. And I think that's what ultimately kind of like doomed it. Yeah. Of course it did. Because you need a controller. We weren't like people weren't ready then. Like even with VR now, there's always something to like assimilate, like holding something. Yeah, there's always an interface. Yeah. For sure. Like people wear VR gloves. People are getting really good at making VR gloves. Apple's charging fucking $3,500. Thirty five hundred? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It does look cool though, doesn't it? Yeah, but it doesn't. It's way too much for what you would get out of it. Have a look at it. It's fucking cool. Just take out a loan. Just take Be out. a slave to the Apple gods. I don't know. I've seen some wild VR setups for like that much money. Oh yeah, no, my uh, uh, my girlfriend's uh, stepdad has like a VR room that he has, and it's just like it's super jerry rigged to the point where it's like he has the strap up on like a uh, just like a a zip tie up on the top of it's like hanging in between a door like a like a panel and it's just like so you don't get caught you know in your strap but it's like it doesn't matter how janky your vr setup is it's like once you're in that thing you're completely transported well people like for thirty five hundred dollars you could be like by the whole like bodysuit and like you you really want to be in vr oh yeah absolutely if you want like full tracking and all that. I mean, even with minimal tracking, like I was playing super hot just with like the headset and the and the hands. And it's like it's amazing how like how immersed you get into it. Oh yeah, super that's that's the one. We've both played that in VR. It's just like it's a blast. So fun. Oh yeah. I I mean like I'm a person who gets like confused easily in gaming. So but super hot was like super straightforward to me. And then, like, he tried to put me in, like, Half-Life Alex, and I was just like, ah, where do I go? What do I do? It's, I, the technology's definitely come a long way, but I feel like it's also if they tried VR when they did connect, it would have been a fucking disaster. Oh, yeah. Well, what's that? My, Microsoft was making, like, an AR project, and I don't even know if they're still going through with that. Wasn't it, like, the smart class or whatever? No. Smart Glass was like their Xbox companion. Fuck, what was it? It was some. It was like the eye thing, right? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck it was, but they. I remember hearing about it maybe two, three years ago, and I haven't heard anything about it since then. Are you looking it up now? I am. <laughs> I'm just playing Microsoft Eye thing. Eye thing? <laughs> yeah. Just like I, I would say Microsoft AR. Oh, that's that's way better. I think yes, they'll get they'll oh, get the a few hollow thousand. The oh. Hololens. Did they ever follow through with that, or is that project canceled? Uh there's the Hololens too, so I assume they did it. All right, cool. Anybody using it? The reviews for it on Amazon. That's also thirty five hundred dollars. Oh my god! Apple's just trying to compete. Oh, they got apparently they got paid twenty two billion by the U.S. Army to make the Hololens. For fucking what purpose? I I don't want to look further into this. this. Is not a rabbit hole for this podcast. And it still costs that much, and they got that much money for it already. 
continuing down the list, what would you say like your favorite genre of games are? So I love like open world adventure games. So I love franchises like Grand Theft Auto. I also recently have gotten into JRPGs. So Yakuza is super, super fun. Like I love playing Like a Dragon. Oh, so good. Ichiban is like my favorite character. Right now I'm stuck at a part where have you played Like a Dragon? Oh yes, I have. I I don't have Have you gotten all the way I don't through have it? Every trophy, but I have just about every trophy. So I'm I refuse to lower the difficulty in that game for some reason. And right now I'm stuck at the part where they just like are trying to burn down the Gomi Jewel place, like the where they're storing all the cash. Okay. Like all the fake all the fake cash. And uh Nanba like turns on you and is with like the like the president of Bleach Japan. And I'm just stuck at that fight where Nanba is with all like the rival Yakuza and I'm just stuck at that fight where they're Do you have a save point before it? No. Not with enough healing stuff or buffs or anything like that. And it's really upsetting. The harsh reality is you just might have to grind. But if you're stuck in that fight, can you do anything before that fight? Or do you have to immediately go from your last save into the fight? I'm stuck in that room. Because they make you they make you try to open that door. And as soon as you try to open that door, they rush in and the fight starts. But here's here's a little valuable. I might have to go like I might have to go back in like an hour. Okay, that's not too bad. No, it's not it's not horrible, but like it's just annoying, you know. But that is a valuable lesson to any newcomers to JRPGs. Rotate your saves and save a lot. Yeah. Well, I even went into the underground like a couple maybe like right before that to like try and beef myself up a couple of levels, but I didn't find any like valuable like like a like a stamina or toughness or anything like that. Oh, and also, uh, and also, Ichiban just keeps getting stunned, so I can't use any of his abilities, because like I have like, uh, you know, the endless desire ability that like lets everybody regenerate health over time. Yeah, but he just keeps getting stunned every time, so I can't use any anything. So he just as and as soon as Ichiban dies, like you restart. Isn't there? I'm trying to remember. Isn't there an item you can get to cure stun? I feel like there is. It's been a hot minute since right. I played that game because I I play it when it launched. Any play anyway, it's super fun. It so yeah. Here's the thing about with that game, it definitely has some difficulty spikes to it for sure. But it's like a lot of, especially for like a game that became a turn based RPG off of an April Fool's joke. Wait, is it really? Yeah, it that really was like April an April Fool's, Fool's joke? joke, and they were like, and they were like super into it, so they decided like they pivoted and decided to make it like oh, we're gonna do a turn based RPG. It's and it's really good. It fucking worked. It's so good, and I can't wait for the follow up that's like gonna be set in the West. Like, I'm so excited to play a fucking map that isn't Ijincho or fucking uh, Kamarocho or whatever the fuck. No, I know fucking Kamarocho like the back of my hand now. I know it's so crazy. Like I've seen the same fucking swing set. Every in every Yakuza game, and I'm just so tired of it. 
But you know what's wild? They'll add a new area, but they'll still have the old area in it. Yeah, it's it's just I love Camarocho, but I'm so tired of walking across that that four lane traffic and trying not to get hit. Oh yeah, especially because you get hit. I forgot and like a dragon, you get hit because that was like the first time where it was like a thing where it'll just like drain your health. Yep, but you're if you make it across, none of your party gets hit, which is good. But yeah, I love JRPGs. I'm so good. I know you, you you mentioned in the other podcast you did a little memeing for Persona Three, which I take that means you've been playing that a bit as well. I yeah, I tried getting into it. It's um that's the one thing about JRPGs is like I love I I love Yakuza so much, so I managed to get through just like reading a whole bunch of text to like get to the gameplay. But like it's tough for me with Persona because like I got like maybe like. 45 minutes into Persona, like, the opening scene where, like, she's just, like, sitting in the in in the bedroom, like, I'm gonna do it! I'm finally gonna do it! I'm just like, whoa! Yeah. And, and then they give you, and then they give you the option to just, like, ask her, like, hey, what the fuck was, is that gun for? And she's like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have a gun. But, yeah, Persona's really silly, and I, and I, like the uh i i like the uh what what do they call it the social social something oh the, like all the social links yeah social link i think I, I i like that it rewards you for actually paying attention like to like what they're talking about like especially when you're in the school or oh, yeah. i don't know if it's uh yeah it is in persona 3 like when you're in the school and, and you're like in class and like your friend is talking to you and you're not paying attention and then like the teacher asks you like hey what did i just say and like you answer correctly and then you get like a little little bonus on your social social link yeah. I mean, it's fun. you gotta answer those quiz those quiz questions oh yeah i'm in, like i tried to get in it's difficult with i have really bad add so it's it's hard to grab my attention I feel that. I tried to play Dragon Ropa, and I didn't get any gameplay for, like, 45 minutes. Well, yeah, that's a visual novel. Is it? There's no gameplay in that? For the Wait, what did you say? Like, da- like Danganronpa, or...? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's was like... I pronouncing that correctly? I think it's Danganronpa, isn't it? If I recall correctly. Yeah, that's like... That's like ninety five percent visual novel, uh, and then but um like Ace Attorney, I want to play, but I'm just so concerned that it's gonna overload me with story at the beginning that I'm not gonna get to gameplay and it's just gonna upset me a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's also it's like very visual novelly, but you're still like figuring stuff out, and that's kind of like yeah. the, the but fun it's of like, it. And and that stuff, it's just like I loved watching like Game Grumps play it. Do you watch Game Grumps? Uh, I kind of grew out. I, I'm not the biggest Aaron Hansen fan. I understand. No, I, I, I totally get you. And like, per- but, personally, I was always more of like a two best friends play slash like super best friends fan. Yeah. But like that stuff, like I love, I love watching gameplay people play it because I can follow along and they're sort of making like a funny narrative with it. Yeah. But it it's like, if I don't get gameplay in a certain amount of time, I start to get frustrated. That's the struggle with like JRPGs because there is like you gotta take some time, like it takes some time to get in there, right? Unless you do something like near Automata, which is more of like an action RPG, 
Okay. I haven't played that. Oh, it's so good. It's you'll you'll have at least three existential crises playing that game, but it's fantastic. Really? It's oh, it's so good. And I guess I'd follow up. What would you say like your favorite game of all time is? GTA Four. That's the the topic at hand. This is this is about what you love. So, GTA Four is my favorite game of all time, and a big reason for that is how the game handles i like i loved it back when i first played it when i i this was the first game that i well we were talking about this off air but yeah this this is the first game that i ever pre-ordered and i pre-ordered it from a blockbuster video and it came with a little like framed photo of nico bellic and i treasured that photo because it was i don't know i just never got a bonus from getting a game before i thought it was fucking rad and so it made me love it made me love the game even more. And I recently played it again in my adulthood. And I like it still it holds up and it's even better than how I remember it. Like because now I have a nostalgia for that era of my life where it's like all the radio stations are playing bangers no matter what station is on. And the banter in between the radio stations, like when they're doing like they're like fake political ads or when they're doing ads for fake products that Mm. stuff is so funny to me like in in gta 4 especially i feel like they finally started to get a hand of like hey how do we want this game to feel when you play it like and and a lot of people have problems with like uh the driving physics in that game i think they're perfect the cars handle like cars, right? The car, the cars handle like people say they're super slidey and that they don't like respond well to you driving. And it's just like, well, yeah, that's how a car drives. If you drive it erratically, <laughs> it's going to act erratically. Like, just drive like a human, kind of. It's like when people like when GTA Five came out. I got I really didn't like the way the driving felt. It really didn't feel like a car. It just felt like a game. Like, but GTA Four, it almost it felt realistic. And it was the first game that I noticed that if you burned out the tire, like if you like stayed on the tires for too long, like if you like did a burnout for like thirty to forty five seconds, your back tires would like would pop off, like and you would just have exposed rim on your back. I thought that was so cool. Like as a kid, I was I never like. It was so immersive to me that I could affect the game in that way. Just attention to detail they throw in. Exactly. Stuff like that. And even even playing the game now, going back, listening to all the radio stations and I don't know, just the way the game feels. It's just so nostalgic, but also so advanced for that era. It's just like I've never had a game feel that way. And playing other Grand Theft Autos doesn't feel like that. Because it's it, it has a lot to do with the euphoria engine which is the the only time that they used that game or that engine for a grand theft auto game that engine was designed for a game like that engine was only used a couple of times in games like one of them was gta 4 the other one was like a game called backbreaker football you ever played that i remember i never played it nope backbreaker football was an xbox live arcade game that had like a follow-up which was just like mini games backbreaker football had uh like it got so popular that they made a 
like an actual physical release of it and it was super sick like the physics in it were like next level but like the point of view of it was like crazy small like you were it was essentially like gears of war style like camera so you were like off to one side so like your point of view when you're playing as like a running back per se was super limited so okay. you couldn't like juke anybody without like somebody blindsiding you from another angle which i guess in hindsight is like realistic for football but also, anyway they just didn't have the nfl license so that's always gonna do me unfortunately yeah but it was still cool and fun but yeah the euphoria engine had like a hyper realistic way of like dealing with physics and that's why the cars feel so slidey and that's why nico bellic when he like jumps off a building and like lands on his feet it's like super wobbly for a second but yeah the game to me just feels amazing to play it's it's wild because i also i didn't pre-order it but i did end up picking it up like the day it came out and it was just wild like the thing the one of rockstar's biggest strengths is like the attention to details and it was like one of the first games where you notice it and Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, even um, little details, like, if you went to... There's a mission in there, like, early on in the game where you kill, like, uh, Roman's boss, and, like, that leads, like, other mobsters to, like, go and fuck with you. So, like, you try to go back to Roman's, like, safe house, right, and collect all his things, but they've already burned down the building. You come back, I believe if you come back to the that part later on in the game or even just like a couple missions later it's like still burnt down like it's still on not on fire but you can still see like burns on it and stuff like that and like eviction letters and stuff like that which is super fun oh nice i always like appreciate when they do like things like that yeah um and just i the story was super long but it's super like it's not super hard like, you can get through the game in, like, probably a week if you really tried. But just spending time in the game and doing all the extra stuff is super fun, too. And it doesn't, the game doesn't force you to grind either. Like, you do a couple story missions and you've got enough money to stock up on ammo for, like, a good amount of the game. Now, do you like to hang out with your cousin? Do you want to go bowling? Absolutely. Because if you um, fill out all of your, like, meters with all of them by going out and doing stuff you unlock like abilities with them like little jacob like he gives you like an armory too like if you're on missions and you can't go to like a like a an ammunition like he'll just pull up and give you a bunch of guns for free if you think about it, this is just like american persona ah man <laughs> i didn't think about it that way because i didn't have to read a bunch <laughs> you just get to go bowling and play darts yeah go, go bowling play darts drive drunkenly home oh that's right the drunk drive that was the first game that they gave you drunk driving see how far like how far you can get like load it how up. far you can get that was one of the first games that i uh heard of like um like people getting punished for pirating so like when you got when you pirated the game, like it had this weird code in it that it would check for it would check for piracy, right? And then instead of just like shutting off the game and making you not like play, the whole game it would have the drunk driving camera. 
So like it would just be zooming in and out and like shaking the camera side to side and like fucking with you the entire game and there was no way to turn it off. I wonder if anyone's just like tried to beat that like as is just like say they did it. I'm willing I I do believe there's like a video of somebody trying to play it and like just throwing up and just not being able to do it. Oh, are my AirPods turning off? I think they might be. That's fine. That's the that's the ultimate uh, speedrun challenge. Oh yeah. Oh, that would be awful to try and play. That'd be awful to try and watch. Oh, there's no way anybody could tune in for more than two minutes. Oh, it'd be such a bad time. That is the most effective anti-piracy move that I can think of. <laughs> it really is. You don't have to have De Novo or all these anti-piracy things. Just put a thing in where it makes your people drunk. Oh, yeah. God, that'd be so wild. I like this thing about that in just like different games. Oh, a drunk driving camera in like uh, Legend of Zelda or something like that. Oh man, I just watching just watching people just try to play like Tetris with a drunk driving cam. <laughs> oh, did you like a horror game like Resident Evil? Ooh. Ooh, go. Yeah. Like remake in Okay, so like G- alright, so GTA four, like your favorite have you gone back and played the other ones or do you like you said you didn't really like the driving in five? GTA like the first one that I actually like picked up my from my friend and played was San Andreas. And I thought that one was super fun, and I liked the i I liked the idea of like your character like aging and doing different stuff like that. Like if you wouldn't like if you never went to Venice Beach and worked out, or like never ran in that game. Like if you just drived everywhere, or if you just sorry drived, if you just drove everywhere, like your character would eventually get fat. Like and if you like 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 if you worked it off, if you ran, if you went to Muscle Beach, like your character would get fit. And also that was the first game that I realized like how to do cheat codes and stuff like that. So yeah, like, and uh, like, so I would get like the jetpack or whatever, and I would go flying to the mountains and trying to fly, trying to find Bigfoot knowing damn well that I didn't unlock that Island yet. So I would get a five star rating. GTA is like the last bastion of like doing that in games. Oh yeah. The, the, just trying to find like, just like myths of like stuff that people said it's like oh if you go to this area you'll find this and you're like i've never seen that and then your friend and be like oh, i saw it you're like oh you did it i just love the i like this the game's too hard give someone codes and things like that like contra code should come back <clears throat> oh yeah you know how many games i've just tried to put the contra code in just to see if it did anything <laughs> it's fucking great so in the arc system contra game that they did uh hardcore uprising if you do it on the first stage it just gives you a remix of like the og contras first song oh i love that like yeah just like i mean konami's not really putting out games to take advantage of it but other companies you can use it they don't have to write on that i think i'm not a lawyer rock band had a really funny way of handling cheat codes is like when they made the first game, uh, they made like their cheat code list. And then for all the subsequent games, they never really changed the code for the game. So all the cheat codes still work on all the subsequent versions. So like I 
can't remember. I think it was like red, red, blue, blue. It was like red, blue, green, red, blue, green, red, red, blue, blue, red, blue, green. And that would unlock every song in the game without you having to play any of the story or anything. And that worked on Rock Band 1, 2, 3, uh, the Metallica one, and the... Uh, Were you a big Rock Band person, by the way? I loved Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Oh, that's That was like my shit. When I got, when I got Rock Band 2, I got the full kit. But knowing damn well that I never had any, <laughs> I didn't have any like friends growing up really. I had the full kit, like I had the full two guitars, one mic, and a drum kit, and I was just one one person. So I would play the drums, and then every once in a while, I'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna play the guitar now. <laughs> all right, now I'm gonna sing." Did you ever try them all at once? I did try playing the guitar and singing one time. But like trying to do like the two things at once just didn't like gel with me at the time. Even though I didn't like know the chart like for this, like I knew like the vocal chart for the song. Still trying to do both at the same time fucked with me. I can admit I bought the uh, mic stands for rock. Band. Did you? Not only did I buy the mic stand, did you know there they some third party company sold a double bass drum adapter kit. They sold a double bass drum adapter kit, and they also sold a cymbal kit. Do you have the cymbal kit too? I had this. I had it all. I, I love that. And so I'm so sad. I don't have any of that stuff anymore. But I was they in, made like, so hard for it. When uh, Rock Band Three came out, they made like a MIDI adapter, like so for like MIDI drums, so that you could just plug in your electronic drum kit and like set it to different stuff. So you'd be able to just use your electronic drum kit uh, and not have to use like the rock band kit, which was they made like a bunch of like YouTube videos with that stuff, like full charts of people doing it on expert drums with the cymbal kit. Oh, wow. And so I was big into that. I dropped just like I can't I only want to think about how much money I dropped on like the DLC alone. There we go. Sorry, my headphones just went out. So it's I'm struggling with phone audio. No, you're good. Um, so I, I gotta at least wrap this up before I, I gotta ask you, I gotta have you talk about some Sonic stuff at least. Okay. You made yourself into Sonic in the form of a shirt. So like, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, I got these, uh, I got this one at a toy show. Uh, and then I got, oh, I don't know if you can see him on camera. Is that a is that a shadow squishmallow? It's a shadow squishmallow. Oh my god, that's hard as he fuck. Was, uh, I also got him at a toy show. He's like, he was thirty bucks. Oh, he's worth it. I've got the at the last toy Ohio. I finally found the Gengar squishmallow. Oh my god, that's so fun. I was it. It made my day. They're they're so like not only I love the branded squishmallows, but they're they're just so fun to squish. They're so soft. They are so soft. Uh, but I love Sonic so much. Sonic just, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what it is about Sonic that I love so much. Just that he's fast or that he loves chili dogs. Chili dogs. Sonic, for me, is like the character that I just most identified with. Because he's just sort of like, whatever, it'll be fine. Just, Just go with it. All right. 
like he's just sort of the character that's just gonna like no matter what it is we're gonna figure it out uh and i'm gonna run fast we should all try to be a sonic yeah exactly we we could all take something from that that's my jc I am just so happy that like Frontiers ended up being a pretty good game. I love that front like the next one that they make in in the vein of Frontiers is going to be so fun to play. Oh, absolutely. Especially when they get off of these little bum islands and get us into like a city or something that like feels full. Yeah, that was I think the biggest problem. I know they threw around what they called was a micro tasks. Absolutely. There was there was still a little more to it, but like the actual stuff in it was like really good. I just hate that I can look everywhere or like if I run for two seconds, like I'm noticing so much pop in. Like if you fill the screen with more stuff, then I won't notice the pop in like 20 yards away. I feel like the the switch version is apparently like super rough, too. Yeah. But that's, you know, it's 2017 hardware. It is what it is. Yeah. I And I also feel like they were making the game for, like, the lowest common denominator, which was the Switch. So it's like, they're like, if this can run on the Switch, it can run on everything. So it's like... And also, Sega has that reputation of being like, the game's got a ship. Work until you die. <laughs> like, so it's a product of Crunch, which is... Which I get, but it just like I love Sonic so much and to see every game come out like in not its best state. Yeah, really just it it irks me because I want to see Sonic be a really great franchise because it hits home. Like there is so much Sonic merchandise out there that they're selling at every store. Like this is one of the most popular. I would I would argue that Sonic is more identifiable than Mario at this point. It has like the games have like just so much potential to just do gangbusters and they fumble yeah. along the way. And so I feel many like times. Sonic has such universal appeal to a lot of people that it's just like I want this franchise to have like one really, really good thing that they can hang their hat on. I want there to be like a streak of good games because it's always been like even when Mania came out and that was really beloved and really good, Forces came out like three months after. Yeah. It's like, stop pumping us full of Sonic stuff and just like, maybe give us a break and then come out with something great. That's why I'm excited for the that new one, Superstars. Is like, it's going back to the classic style, but they're doing like the co-op stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's like, oh, man, we might, we might actually get two good ones in a row. I just wish it was a little longer, I feel like, because they only advertised, like, what, 12 stages? Something like that, yeah. We'll see. Like, we'll see. I mean, but it is going to be kind of like where you... Because you're going to be able to go through them different ways with each of the characters. That's true. I'm Like I said, I'm, I'm optimistic, and it's kind of cool that we're just getting different types of Sonic games, and they're all good. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Sonic's is an interesting thing where it's like, okay, where you... A Genesis Sonic person where you the adventure series where you like the I guess we'll call it the boost period fan. The first the first game that I ever played was on um, my cousin's might have been a Genesis. I think it might have been like Sonic 2 or something like that. 
but it was a side scroller for sure. But that was the first time that I got it that that I played Sonic, and then I didn't play it again until they released uh, DX on the GameCube. So I played Sonic Adventure two, and it was super wonky, but I still loved it. Oh yeah, that port is a little little. Uh, <laughs> it's something, and I love the mouth movements on it too. Like whenever they're doing, like whenever. <laughs> They get worse every port. That's like the funniest thing. Like the 360 ports even worse. Oh, it's so bad when you're the camera just pushes. And I love that the camera just acts as like an actual person. So when the when like a scene, like when characters are too close and a scene has to expand, like the camera actually like pushes two cameras, like two characters away. Like, it's so funny. And then the mouth movements, like when they're like when Tails is talking and he's like, Sonic. We need to go and get the the airplane, and it's, and the mouth movement is just like wow, <laughs> it's so funny. The adventure games have a special place in my heart, even though I feel like they haven't aged as well as people like to think they have. And also, Sonic Sonic Forces is one of those weird games where it's just like Sonic is sort of like a pseudo side character, and you're playing as your like persona, and uh and and like for the first like 30 minutes or like i don't know however long of the game you think like sonic is dead and all the characters are talking as if sonic is dead oh it's not very long because all those levels are like two minutes long i beat that game in a single stream like before uh uh, frontiers came out i think i did it in like sub three hours oh no that's and that's a 60 dollar game that was me playing it that was actually me playing it for the first time too so it was like that was me like stumbling along the way. Damn. I'd be so upset if I bought that game and it was $60 and I got 30 minutes through the game and I was like, that's it. It sold so well too because kids are dumb. I want shit on what the kids like, but like kids will play anything. That's like if you buy like a game that's like on Steam and it's just like if you play this game for less than 30 minutes, you can get your money back. It's like I played the entirety of Sonic Forces and now I got a refund. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, still before we end this, I gotta give shout outs to Shadow the Hedgehog. I've joked about this on, a, on my other podcast before because I let the internet make me believe for 6,115 days that Shadow the Hedgehog was a bad game, but that game is dope as shit. No, dude, Sonic is dope. Or uh, Shadow's dope. I, I I only ever got to play that game over at my friend's house on his PS2. But from what I played of it, it's super fun. And I like the idea of like transporting to different parts of the level to like do different stuff. Oh, yeah. I'd like to have the goal. Like this is the evil route. Like we played it together on stream and we just had a blast just because of how like batshit insane it is. Oh, it's yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Did you ever watch uh, some of the fan dubs of that oh game? Oh my god, the um, Snapcube is like the best one. Oh god, I love Snapcube. Oh. I tried to, like on one of my first ever, because I tried to do Twitch streaming once, uh, and I played uh, Frontiers. Oh, yeah, I was, I was there for that. And uh, I think, or maybe it was a different stream where I tried to, uh, I did like an intermission and I tried to do uh, like a Snapcube YouTube video. And I don't know if it worked or not, so that the people got to watch it. But I thought it was pretty funny. I'm trying. I don't think it went there, unfortunately. I might have been on. I I might have been on Ziggy Stream while I was doing it. Okay. 
No, those that like I quote it all the time. Like, so the only poster I have is a Hatsune Miku poster, and there's just this running joke between me and my girlfriend because, like, the first time she walked in and saw it, she almost died of laughing because of the one from the oh, which one is it from the Freeriders one? Oh, yeah, and Hatsune Miku just comes running around the corner. Hatsune, Hatsune Miku, it's so <laughs> fucking great. A fucking Ziggy uh, quotes that to me all the time. Oh, I love it! It's the those are the fucking best. But yeah, I feel like this is we we got quite a little conversation out of this, and it's also running late. We've uh, this might be the second podcast we've done. It is the second podcast we've done. Yes, <laughs> it uh, is. So where where can people find you on the internet, Mikey? Uh, you can find me at the internet on the internet uh, on Instagram at Mikey Montgomery PB. And then on Twitter at Montgomery underscore M21. Uh, Oscar, I just realized that through this whole thing that you're wearing a tie. <laughs> I didn't that's notice that until well right done. now. <laughs> oh, that's right. I told you you had to wear a tie. <laughs> it's not even well done. I just did it like in 30 seconds. Like, I don't even know how to freaking tie a tie. We I'm did. Like Andy Richter without a tie. Do you not know how to tie a tie? No, you know, I. it's like I... I can't do it like on the spot. Like I have to really think about it. And usually when I tie the tie, I just leave it and I just leave it like that. And if I ever need it again, I just don't touch it. Oh, damn. No, I, we did two podcasts today and I didn't, I had no idea through the whole first one. I thought you were wearing like a lanyard or something. And then now I just realized I'm like, wait, there's a knot there. This is a shittily tied tie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> oh shit that, that is that is the premise of it. i have a shittily tied tie good job you're not get, you're not getting fine now yes i'm not getting fined all right let's go <laughs> hey oscar plug your shit uh on instagram find me at gooned up nerds that's one word that's it that's all i'm gonna allow myself here there you <laughs> go marky you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, OnlyFans, and Blue Sky at eGirlFenboy, boy spelled B-O-I. And this has been our first episode of Marcy's Arcade. If I thought about this, I'd have a cool closing line. But we're not at that point yet. It's the first one. This is the pilot. I'm allowed to figure it out. So Yeah, yeah. We have to figure out if this gets picked up or not. So I'm just going <laughs> to say bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Deuces. Through the pain, devil's blood keeps running through my veins. Every shift, but I don't ever change. Watching how sleep me under its wave. Climb up the mountain, but I still feel down to the edge where you found me alone. Tell me what you wanna feel. Watching all the walls break down. You wanna feel Floating till you hit the ground You want it, the future is brave Life is to God, crush your every escape Twist in the wind as you're trapped in a cage Swallow their tongue as they speak in my name Rage Rage
Shakes the ground 